Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to and identity episode, we will look at the biblical principle of guarding your heart. What does it mean, and how do you do it? What happens when you do, and what happens when you don't? Let's begin by looking at Proverbs 4, 23-27, and then we'll break it down into pieces. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral courage, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you toward the path of integrity. Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet, and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn to the right nor to the left where evil may lurk. Turn your foot from the path of evil. We learn from this verse that the secret to guarding your heart is to learn how to choose to be under God's banner of protection. Verse 23 said, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for for it flows the springs of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is knowable in the word of God, and he guides us in our hearts by way of the Holy Spirit and leads you to abundant life. You just simply need to follow him to have that banner of protection covering you. Hebrews 8.10 says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts and understanding, and engrave them upon their hearts, affecting their regeneration. And I will be their God, and they will be my people. We have the Holy Spirit in our hearts to help us understand the scripture and guide us one day at a time. Agreeing with God is the path to wisdom. We thank God that he is findable. Jeremiah 29.13 says, Then with a deep longing you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity, and you will find me when you search me with all your heart. This is an absolute promise from the promise keeper. So we must watch for the open doors that will allow us to step outside the banner of God's protection. The first thing we learn in verse 24, put away from you a deceitful, lying, misleading mouth and put devious lips far from you, which reminds us we must be careful what we say. God is the creator and he created by his words. We are created in his image and our words have the power to create. When you speak, You can either agree with God and remain under his banner of protection, or you can agree with the enemy and open your heart for spiritual attacks and his influence. Verse 25 says, Let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral courage, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you toward the path of integrity. Your eyes are the portal to your soul, so you must be careful what your eyes see. Fixing your eyes on Jesus helps you see things from his perspective and aligns you with his will and purposes for you. You become transformed as you look at him. But when you fix your eyes on evil or pornography or 
your negative influences in life, they grow within you because what you fix your eyes on grows within you. Verse 26 says, Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet, and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn away to the right nor to the left where evil may lurk. Turn your foot from the path of evil. So this reminds us we must be careful what we do. Be careful what you see, be careful what you say, and be careful what you do. Because those choices can either have you be inside the banner of God's protection or outside the banner of God's protection. And when you are outside God's banner, you are not guarding your heart. And the enemy has an opportunity to mess with you. Let's see what Jesus had to say about guarding your heart. He said, it's all about wisdom. The journey to Christian maturity is one of onion layers of surrendering and learning how to take every thought captive to the obedience of the Word of God and my will. The more you abide in me, the more you naturally catch yourself from looking and listening and doing the wrong things. And remember that I'm right here to help you make better choices in response to your circumstances. The enemy will always try to get you where he got you. So even after you have found victory over certain thoughts and behaviors, you can be re-ensnared if you are not careful to guard your heart. Only let the truth penetrate your heart. This is a key lesson that I learned from the Lord. To walk in truth, you must know the truth. And remember that the truth is a person to know and not a thing to know. All there is to know about the truth, and Jesus himself, is in the Word of God. So meditating on the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to interpret it allows the Word to be written on your heart. Spending time with Jesus, you really get to sense of his voice and his character and personality, and that will help you distinguish his voice from the enemy's voice, and your own voice, so that you can make decisions that are inside his protection. God's voice will always sound like any of his names, his character, his promises that are found in the Word of God. His voice will challenge and uplift you, but it always intends to make you better, and it is always motivated by love. That's very important. So if it's too nasty or condemning, then it's not God's voice. The enemy's voice sounds like his names and character. He is the liar, the deceiver. His intention is always to tear you down and rob you of your kingdom destiny. Any self-deprecating thoughts that you have, any limiting things that you believe for are from him and not from God. God is limitless. And he's not going to focus or emphasize your negative weaknesses. The Lord strengthens those weaknesses, balances them out, and uses them for his glory. So remember that anything that is going to rob you of your faith, hope, and love is the enemy's voice. Your voice is logical and analytical, but is also extremely limited to the natural world. So 
you're not going to see possibilities that the omni god can see for you and you will limit yourself by just not believing for big enough one of the wonderful tests that i've learned in my life to be able to check that voice is i ask myself this question is that true i remember learning this lesson from my mentor boss in the 1990s we were doing a massive organizational restructure of eight counties of services for Catholic charities in Cleveland, Ohio. My boss led something called listening sessions, where he would share his vision for an integrated system of services and receive feedback from the people about this future vision. I was a consultant recording everything people were saying on flip chart paper and then I would later analyze it and give it to him as a report so he could know the hearts of the people in these eight counties. We had dozens of meetings with leaders in all of those different mini organizations. And in each one, my boss was mercilessly attacked by major resistance to this change. And yet he remained gracious about it in every single circumstance. I would personally be a huddle of tears for each of those meetings if I were the one receiving all their anger and frustration personally. But he took it with such incredible stride and grace that I had to ask him how he did that. He explained to me that they were really afraid of the change and that even though their comments were directed at him, they were not actually about him. And even though they were personal insults to his character, he was unfazed. And I asked him, how did he do that? And he said, I asked myself the question, is that true? Is what they're saying about me, my motivations, and my intentions true? Knowing that they're not, I do not let the comments pierce my heart. He said, let only the truth pierce your heart. Never let lies pierce your heart. I never forgot that. It's such a key lesson for guarding your heart. The truth about who you are is found only in God. His perspective is the only one that matters. So it's important to know how to find his perspective and agree with it so that only the truth can pierce your heart. When God pierces your heart, it's for your benefit. That's the difference between conviction and condemnation. God will give you feedback so that you will change for the better because he sees better for you. The enemy condemns, generally tears you down in order to limit you. That's the big difference. You need to understand the difference so that you can accept the loving discipline of God and reject the condemning lies of the enemy. You do this by asking God to show you things from his perspective. You cannot control how people respond, but you can control how you respond when you're feeling attacked by people. You always want to respond God's way. And when you do, you will respond in love because God's the love. And it's about understanding how Jesus sees things. He will tell you, was this done out of a pure heart? Ask God to check your own heart and listen for his answer. Was it out of selfish ambition or a goodness of your heart that you did or said a certain thing? 
was done out of a pure heart. Only allow what's true to pierce your heart, and this is a secret to guarding your heart. In the How to Fix Your Eyes on Jesus episode that I'll link below this episode on the pattyej.podbean.com site, the Lord shows us how to see things through his perspective in three separate ways. I explain on that episode the three relationships with Jesus that are simultaneously true and where you can find each of those truths in the Bible. But the three truths are that Jesus is in you, Jesus is with you, and you are in Jesus. In order to have these three truths help you to guard your heart, you need to know how to switch from your perspective to God's by visualizing Jesus in these three different ways. When you can see yourself with him, in him, and he in you, then you're able to get his perspective on whatever you're going through at the time. The Lord called these little techniques switches that you can do to switch from your perspective to his. For example, our special place exercise that you do from the beginning and in every one of these episodes is a switch for you to see Jesus in you. Imagining Jesus covering you holographically or stepping into his skin is a way for you to see through his eyes and feel with his heart and hear with his ears. This is a switch for you in Jesus. And picturing Jesus sitting next to you in a room or watching him in a scene from your past being with you and showing you something about that past story that you didn't realize was also true is a switch for Jesus being with you. These truths are always true, and we don't live remembering that. So sometimes you need to switch from your perspective to his to be able to do that. Let's talk now about how to guard your heart from the hidden trap of offense, being offended. John Bevere wrote a book called The Bait of Satan many, many years ago. I will place a link to that book below this episode on the pattyej.podbean.com. I believe this book is even more relevant today than when he wrote it. Speaking of the current kingdom season that we are living in, let's look at Matthew 24, 10 to 13. At the time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will fall away from the one whom they should trust and will betray one another, handing over believers to their persecutors and will hate one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many because lawlessness is increased and the love of most will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. We learn from this verse that offenses lead to betrayal and betrayal leads to hatred. The enemy always justifies your emotional response and he will convince you that you have every right to be mad. When you agree with the enemy, you let your thoughts go only to the offense. 
Traps are hidden and always have a bait. The trap is a fence and the bait is your justification of being hurt by it. This is the victimization mentality. Once trapped, you are in that bondage of having the scene roll over and over in your mind, having it grow as you fix your eyes on it. Thinking and speaking negative things about the circumstance and against the person traps you, and you are not useful to the kingdom anymore. You believe the lie that you're entitled to your bitterness, which poisons your heart with bitterness. This puts emotional walls up in your heart as a way to protect you from future woundings. This is Satan's goal without you realizing it at all, and you have just joined his team. The Bible calls this a stronghold. These self-protective walls block out God, too, and then you have a hard time seeing and hearing him. He's still there, but you can't feel him because your offense is growing in bitter soil in your heart. Ranting about it gives the enemy more land in your heart, and this is what hardens your heart. The closer people are to you, the easier it is to be offended by them because you expect these people to love you, and yet they hurt you. Do you have the right to be offended? Yes. In a sense, you have the free will to choose to be offended, and it is a choice that you are able to make. But Christians need to choose not to be offended in order to guard their hearts against the enemy, or he will rob them of their peace and kingdom impact. You have to surrender your anger to God. You have to ask God for his perspective so you can choose to not be offended. This choice does not deny that you were wounded or that the person was wrong. It is simply choosing to acknowledge that Jesus' sacrifice and God's will has more power and is greater than the offense. And remembering also that what Jesus endured to forgive you is always going to be greater than anything you need to do to forgive others. Here are the steps that you can take to get back under God's banner of protection after having been offended. The first step is to confess and repent for agreeing with the enemy that you're justified to hold on to your offense. The second step is to buy faith from your heart and in God's presence Ask Jesus to show you the perspective required for you to be able to find forgiveness and let it go. This is not something that they deserve, and it's not something that you need to emotionally feel an agreement with to do obediently. It is an act of obedience to surrender your will to the Father's will in order to forgive. This is more for your benefit than it is for theirs, because it releases the negative sin energy from flowing into your heart and continually growing and occupying more land in your heart. The next step is to see Jesus with you, showing you their heart and your heart, and see him agreeing to heal the relationship. He knows how to do this, so it can look like a lot of different things, but it will help you release any anger and frustration that you have. The next step is to pray a blessing over that person who's offended you. 
ask the Lord to show you his will for that person and pray in agreement for it. Bevere likens this phase of things to exercise that will strengthen your spirit. A weak body cannot take a lot of physical challenges without getting injured, but an exercised body to be athletically strong can take increasingly more physical attacks without being injured. The same is true for your heart. The more you abide in Christ and pray blessings over your offenders, the more reserves you have to handle future offenses. They will not be different than who they are, most likely, until or unless they accept the Lord and begin to surrender to Him themselves. So you cannot expect people to be different than they are. This is about you and Jesus and choosing the correct path for yourself. The last step is actually reconciliation. It is the act of moving past the offense. It is an external evidence of the completed work of forgiveness, and it involves a restoring of the relationship. This comes from a reframing from Jesus about the circumstance and the ability to love them with the love of Jesus and not from your emotional feelings. People respond to love in a loving way. When you are offended, to respond in the opposite spirit of love is disarming and works quickly to reconcile relationships. The last point I want to make about guarding your heart has to do with abusive circumstances. And sometimes the Lord wants to remove yourself from certain people or circumstances in order to guard your heart. This is what he had to say about that. When the environment is abusive and you don't have the reserves in your heart to be light in that situation, let wisdom from me be your guide. It would be unadvisable for a person recently free from the bondage of alcoholism to become a bartender. Being in the presence of constant temptation when just learning how to live out your freedom in Christ would be a setup for failure. You must grow in your relationship with me in spiritual maturity to be ready to remain victorious in the midst of major temptation. Oftentimes, when a person has grown and is spiritually mature, I can place them back into an environment and they will have great fruit-bearing victory. This happens a lot, but you also must know how to follow me carefully so that you are not entering a situation that's over your head spiritually. Likewise, if you are living in constant physical, emotional, mental, or sexual abuse— I may direct you to remove yourself from the situation so that you may heal and restore your ability to love the people who are wounding you and pray for their best. Seek me and I will direct, heal, protect, and restore you in those circumstances. Do and say only as I direct in order to remain under my umbrella of protection. In some cases, I may have you be in a circumstance for a period of time in order to be the light in this dark environment. But if people do not respond to loving intervention, then I will remove you from the situation for your own heart's sake. Matthew 7, 6 says, Do not give that which is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before pigs. 
for they will trample them under their feet and turn to and tear you to pieces. If you are in a circumstance like this, seek God's face and direction so that you may follow his lead and get back underneath his loving protection and your heart will be fully guarded. Philippians 4, 7 offers us the promise of what will happen when you live with your heart fully guarded. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which guards over your heart, your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. I also wanted you to prayerfully consider attending our Breakthrough Spirit Life workshop that will be held in Lebanon, Oregon, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. You will experience three days of carefully facilitated Jesus encounters drawing you closer and increasing your intimacy with Christ. You will experience miraculous healing, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, and equipping you for your calling with an increased anointing and clarity about your destined purpose. Check out our information at spiritlifeworkshops.com. The link will be below this episode. And we hope to see you there. After you've played with Jesus in the special place for a few minutes, We're going to ask him to give you an assessment of your heart. Search me, O God, and show me my heart, and show me if there are any ways that I have opened the doors to the enemy. Am I agreeing with any lies? Am I looking where I shouldn't be looking? Am I offended by anything? Am I speaking curses over my life or over others? My doing things that would get me outside the umbrella of your protection. Allow the loving God to show you your heart and to walk you through the steps as his guide to clear out whatever needs to be cleared out so that you may be back under his umbrella of protection. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. I hope you and God did some honest work in that encountering Jesus experience. You know, it is the truth plus God's 
and power and grace that sets you free. And I'm praying for your freedom in Jesus' mighty name. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.